0: What's up, guys? (laughs) I'm your professor, Ricky, who is coming with nothing hot for an opening rip.
1: Hey, guys. I'm Ethan. Uh, Ricky is distraught at the
0: moment. I I just I have so much in my life that it is like shoving 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. And I realize now this might be our first meta rip because, like, we have we ever come up with a contingency plan if we had nothing to talk about at the top of the show? I feel like we need, like, a fishbowl in the middle. Of just like random ass shit that would uh, just yeah. like blah, pull stuff out. Uh, yeah, and I mean, like, would you rather own a gorilla or a giraffe or some shit? And you're like, hmm, that's kind of random, but I guess I, if I could train it, a, a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> if you could train it, that's actually kind of an interesting topic because if you, yeah, because there's there's no feasible way to store basically either animal. Yeah, it could, but you're if you could train a gorilla to at least follow you to a T, do you know why
1: I say that? Why do you say that? I watched uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. I haven't yesterday. seen it yet. How is
0: that? It's
1: actually pretty good.
0: Like not just like from a wow factor, but it actually has a pretty decent like story about things. Or
1: uh, I mean, maybe not so much story. Like it's just a fun kaiju type movie, right? Yeah. But uh, it was cool because they brought the cast together of both movies. Because
0: oh, okay, um,
1: King Kong had like. Uh, a couple characters that were like pretty involved in his kind of life or whatever in the, in the movie. And then <laughs> yeah. uh, Godzilla had people that were pretty involved in his life too. So it was cool to see like the two parallel casts kind of doing their own thing,
0: trying to help the individual uh, monsters. Cause the lens eventually became both casts came to want to help. Right. Both yeah, those, yeah. Those, those, those people. So like them fighting, they both come together to work together. Like, why is this happening? And then they realize... Because it's like
1: two saviors of Earth all of a sudden are just like busting each other in the middle of a city.
0: It's like, what? What is this verse now called? Like Monster Verse or Rampage Verse? What is this? Because it seems like they're trying to build some verse out of this, right? I mean, it seems
1: like there is because they are connected, right? They're in the same world. They're doing the same things. I don't know. They're on the same punches. Catching the same
0: fists. Kaiju Verse. I like that. The Kaiju world. But yeah, I think... Uh, would you be? Are you Team Godzilla or Team King Kong? Um, I think the problem for
1: uh King Kong is Godzilla is just too fucking big.
0: Like (laughs) the dude is huge, just punching up three weight classes. He's got like armored
1: scales. He has a nuclear breath. (laughs) Like it's really just kind
0: of unfair. How does a giant ape combat atomic breath in its face? How does that I work? I mean, I guess you'll have to watch the movie to find. So there out. is a way. Yeah, okay, maybe. interesting. Wow. All right. I guess I'm going to watch that later if I have time. But uh, and I
1: heard the, the directors they said like this isn't going to be some BS where there's no winner, right? So at the end there is a winner, like a okay. a definite concrete
0: king, king of, of monsters of, of, mo- of kaiju, the kaiju king. Exactly. I like it. Um, lately the thing I guess I want to pitch. Have you seen Invincible yet? My no, on, bro. It, you you gotta watch this. I think it's important that you watch this.
1: I've watched like four anime today.
0: I know like, not in today t- in entirety. Not today. Um, but it goes by angle of the boys, and I think a more logical way. Um, the boys felt novel because of its kind of over hyper realistic take, and this is a show that religion of three, nah, religion of one. But you got to watch all the way through. And this show does have after credit scenes that are pivotal. I fucking it's not, hate but that. But the thing is, they'll interrupt the credits to show you the scenes. They kind of let the tension of the end of the episode hit. And then you're kind of sitting there like, whoa, that was a fucking twist. And then boom, after the big name, like name things happen before they start doing the credit rolls, they'll hit you with it. So they're not, you're not waiting to the very end. Hmm. You are waiting until just the, the big seven, the big seven or eight names. And the the voice cast is incredible. Like J.K. Simmons is one of like the best, like the highest rated voice actors in this. And you're getting like full stack stars top to bottom. So hmm. uh it's only eight episodes. Well, Amazon Prime can pay for anyone they want, you know. Yeah, but uh that first episode, man, that I sat there in absolute awestruck. <laughs> like I, I I had no words. And then it was just what the fucks for 45 seconds after. And then I just had theory after theory after theory. So, yeah. If you haven't seen it, watch Invincible. It is based off an older graphic novel written by someone whose name escapes me right now, but very good show. The aesthetic to a T, Young Justice. Like literally, it's it to the point where they meant to do this. It's meant to feel like a Young Justice coming of age hero story. But then they go by way of exploring things about superheroes, specifically the DC kind of universe that you know you would if you're an attentive viewer would have already kind of logically like, well, that doesn't make sense. Cause they don't explain this. This show goes a couple of avenues that not just explore them and use them as plot devices. So I, uh, pretty good. No more than pretty good. It's going to be, uh, I think they already got signed on for two more seasons. So Jesus. Yeah. It's one of those. So, okay. Fair enough. But, uh, I don't know, man, today's show we're talking about is less, uh, concrete than that. A little more. enigmatic. If you will, yeah. About what what this was, what this was supposed to be,
1: right? What was the plan, and then like, how did it change? There was a few things in the middle where it was just like, what the like, this is. Sometimes it was sick. Sometimes it was like, what the hell am I watching?
0: I think. And by the time this is over, I've constructed kind of a loose, but I think logical theory about what this show was, how it was changed, who changed it, who made those parts sick. And what we now have. But that all being said, my boy, what, yeah. what, are we, what are we talking about today?
1: What are we doing? So we are talking about another Netflix, Netflix original.
0: We're on those Netflix kicks, man. We got uh,
1: it. Which is fine, and
0: deal with it. Yeah, uh, because, you know, <laughs> Netflix is picking up more and more, historically, famously, they're going to have more and more anime, and the majority are going to come that way. But what we got? What's going right, to
1: And this, this I felt like, could have been a does it anime almost yeah because the main director isn't you know a japanese guy he's right just, he's a guy that lives in in japan currently mm-hmm. yeah but it is set in japan set in like you know right before or it might be dirt right after sun goku period
0: yeah but but it, um, it dives into actual japanese people events and right. stuff like that and
1: i'll get into that because that's like the history that i've been like learning right now right right so i'm like pretty versed on it (laughs) um but yeah we're watching uh, yasuke
0: yeah a the 2021 weirdly enough Mappa anime right well um it's only six episodes it's a half core if you will a semi-core not a full core So I'll be honest, after four or three, I was like, no shot. I'm not done yet. It
1: felt so long through three episodes. And then the last three kind of went fast. I was like, this is weird. It didn't
0: feel like it was packed efficiently, though, at all. It, It felt like they they may have been set up for six, but they wanted to tell more. They wanted to tell a full 12. I can tell. And what we have here. To be honest. Yeah. I'll say. Just the six though
1: told a story and the story could end now and be reasonable. Oh yeah. Like I, I don't it, feel like it was like a bad
0: ending after six. Uh debatable, but I think that's more of a debate of the overall show. The the trajectory they set themselves on, it ended in a way that was okay. Yeah, it's the, like okay. The arc done. is here, right? Uh but what we have here is a story of a kind of samurai out of his prime, and there's a couple notable things just about that statement. This is not just a black samurai, but a black samurai that actually has standing in real world history. Like, this guy existed. Yasuke existed. And did you do any research or know anything about kind of the, the history of this guy? No. Well, so this show kind of was... It felt like it was in two places at once. You were in his past for a good majority of this, but you were also in his, you know you were in the present day story you were trying to tell. And that to me felt, you know, more I'll get into that when I get to the theory stage of it all. But for a storytelling command, uh, like tactic for a six episode show, not bad. You didn't have a lot of time to tell the history of your main character. The way they kind of juxtaposed past and present, I felt did a pretty good uh job of showing me who the guy of Yasuke was. Um, But, he was a guy who actually existed in real Japanese history as one of the only documented, if not the only, the by in a way the most famous documented African American samurai in the the
1: just ps- African
0: just Af- Oh yeah, I guess not African American. <laughs> African. It was played by an African American, which is why I wanted to bring it up later. But yeah, he he was bought by the emperor at the time. Ah, uh, no Yeah,
1: Oda Nobunaga, which is, of course, in Drifters.
0: Yes, Yes. yeah, so.
1: But he's largely considered the first unifier of Japan. Right. So three. Yeah. And he was the one that, he came forward first, and he says, look, I want a unified Japan, and it'll be better for everybody if if we do that. Sure. The problem with him is his upbringing. He grew up in, like, obviously a well-off family, but he started off as kind of just like a shithead. Like honestly, a massive shitlord when he was younger.
0: Who Oda? Yeah, 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 yeah. So exactly. everyone
1: thought he was going to be just the worst lord ever, and um, he turned out to be pretty ruthless and pretty treacherous. Like, like you saw it a lot more in Drifters than in this.
0: Yeah, for sure. But he
1: fucks over a lot of people. A lot of his enemies just randomly die like yeah exactly you know
0: just, oh suddenly they're uh like
1: rivals just randomly get poisoned or his sister's kids just like vanish randomly like it really very was... interesting kind of like treachery aspect to this character yeah they don't they definitely don't paint him in that light in it the, yeah right in this one but they do kind of show his like eccentricity yes yeah. which i think leads to really yasuke even being an african samurai
0: exactly so The reason he kind of came into the fold as, uh, you know, kind of one of Oda's most, you know, influential pieces of military might and power was he kind of saw him, uh, during the Namban trade in seventeen in fifteen seventy one or nine or something like that. I think it was fifteen seventy one, and he saw him traveling with an Italian Jesuit named like. Alessandio Villavavio or something like that Valignano, Valignano. I got surprisingly close for reading that once on Wikipedia yeah. but yeah he was looking at his wares and I think the story in the anime shows this kid mouthing off to a samurai and the kid being aspiring samurai himself basically has to go by way of the, the honor of the samurai he has to defend his honor but Yasuke being unaware of this stuff kind of steps in and beats the samurai's ass and the guy's like, this guy. This is the eccentricity of Oda. Is like, you know, this this motherfucker right here. He knows how to fight, and I, I kind of like the way he he handles himself. I want him too. And as he brings into the fold, he brings. He's more and more influential in Oda's militaristic plans and tactics to the point where he's again has much more documented than I guess I would have expected when I did research on him. So we have a moment or moments in the first maybe four episodes maybe even more of the yasuke anime where they're actually kind of going beat by beat for the real story at least what we know about him right and i don't know i i I like that i think for a short series they needed that how else are you going to be able to tell the story of this guy in six episodes to make us care right
1: yeah um
0: you're doing some research right now
1: yeah i was just reading like Cause I was confused, like, if, like, what, what caused him to get him right, and so right. I was just looking at the, the, like, real answer, but I can't find it, so no big deal. Um, anyway, and and apparently he he rose to the rank of, of samurai in like under a year, which under is wild. A year? didn't read that part. So they're saying this. I'm reading BBC. Gotcha. They're claiming that he was probably some like warrior of Ethiopia Ma- or, does it say Madagascar? Anyway, sure. Mozambique. Okay. Um, some warrior from from that area so yeah. it was easy to like sort of translate his
0: skills to being a warrior for he already Yoda. had the, the fighting chops right, to kind right. of understand battle and stuff I like mean, that I mean
1: battle is a lot about experience and instinct yeah I, I would say you know from a, it being a really experienced battler oh yeah, own, right? yeah. You,
0: you've been you've been in a couple of tussles yourself yeah, yeah I've
1: won a couple uh, wars uh, wars you yeah uh, maybe you've heard of the 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 campaign it was Operation Desert Sword storm. Oh, interesting. Then, okay. Uh, I went back to Vietnam a couple times. You went back to Vietnam yeah, yeah, yeah. after desert storm? Uh-huh. Okay. And then, uh there were some futuristic ones in the middle. Um
0: <laughs> You never heard of those, yeah. People
1: called them infinite warfare, but uh <laughs> advanced warfare was one of them too.
0: Oh god. I mean, I don't know. Your uh, your accolades on the battlefield must be amazing. <laughs> i mean I'll If only you had a number for it like your uh I don't know your uh <laughs> Kill, kills per death ratio if if your name had to be given to it that's what i would call it yeah, right yeah. your kd spread if you will
1: that's yeah, it currently it's 1.76 you know people are going to clown on you for Arizona. that right i know that's good I mean, ah.
0: to be honest it's fairly solid <laughs> yeah you can't free. be argued with um but yeah i i found that they not just this like showing the past kind of intermixed with how he operates as kind of a broken guy um no, I wouldn't say broken, but definitely seasoned. He's he, the the way that the visuals kind of showed that Mappa gave and our main character voice actor, I think is like Keith Satfield. Satfield? Stanfield. Um, Stanfield, that's it. So he's actually like pretty, pretty famous He's guy. pretty famous, dude. Yeah. Um and he he did a phenomenal job. I did watch this in dub because I saw it was the original. Phenomenal. Phenomenal job. I I, I, I had nothing I had no notes for what they had to work with for the writing of the main character and the MAPPA plus him doing that video visual audio kind of delivering of that character, probably the highlight of the whole show. Like can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, but man, personally, I think their historical accounting of his past being the real story of Yasuke and the main character's portrayal, after the fact, were my only real highlights. Visually, overall, MAPPA did a phenomenal job. Can't argue. Even if they shoot one out, you know, without thinking, oh, here's a here's a six-episode fine. They still crushed it, so... Um,
1: yeah, I mean, so for me, like, learning the history recently, you know, I liked a lot of this show, obviously, but then, like, I don't know, I'm really kind of torn on this like weird sci-fi addition to this thing. And here we like, go. Like like what the fuck's up with the random like Gundams with like <sighs> omnio powers and stuff like like I Man. feel like if they had just kept it with the omnio mages totally down because can, that is a thing that right. you know, of course they didn't have actual powers but it's, you know, thought that they did. That's lore based like yeah. I mean, exactly. that's like real things that people believed in at the time. And, uh, I mean, you know, all those Buddhist, um, different sects and stuff like that in in that area were obviously touted for, you know, being,
0: let's just say, Buddhas of their own right, right? Exactly. And I think that that's where the problems start because... And then, like...
1: Go ahead, but the, the like, random bounty hunter group was so weird to
0: me. It, I think... Like, it, this AI fucking creature. Don't even get me starving on Haruto. Like, that's yeah. so shitty. But, um, I, again, visually, I cannot get over that. And the choreography. Very good samurai fighting. Kind of showing Yasuke's a little unorthodox style of him in his past. Kind of mixing a little more. Uh, his advantage in most fights seemed to come from his ability to add more... Uh, extreme movement to what, what a more traditional samurai would have given a lot more well it helps that he's flips. 6
1: foot 2 and everyone else is 5 foot 5
0: he's very big boy he's, he's pretty big so I mean yeah he, he had advantages and Mappa's visual acuity showed that to great effect so if nothing else the eye candy does exist here digging deeper the sci-fi the mecha the magic system the I don't know it all felt so out of place to me. I had to generate a reason. There needed to be a reason because all the plot beats, all the way the story progressed in the present, it all felt like a pretty natural flow. And a lot of them are pretty common beats. Like you have this ex badass kind of falling ass backwards and protecting a child of value. Against a force trying to capture and overthrow them for a very specific reason, we've seen this trope time and time again played, and you know, and both forces of good and evil want to protect this one individual child. Fine, I can get behind that; that's cool. But there felt something so off about everything supernatural. You're in the 1500s. Why the fuck would the Mongols, as a plot device? have mechs mongols what do you mean there is a throwaway line that otis said to yasuke when talking about the history of the previous battles um and the reason why they have mechs in that technological advancement in this world or flavor of of you know 1500s japan is because he said the mongols brought them from overseas to beat us but with our tactical advantages we overthrew them and absorbed and assimilated their technology what so, a throw,
1: it's a throwaway line that just... Funny thing about that campaign. So that was Kublai Khan. That's it. Which yep. is Genghis Khan's relative, obviously. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he tried to invade Japan twice. And Hojo Tokimune, I believe, was the... Uh, the. I don't know if he was the emperor or the you know, shogun at the time. I think he was a shogun because he was kind of... It depends on whether he was... Well, it just depends on whether he was part of the family or not. I don't know. Yeah. Off the top of my head. But anyhow, they ended up winning both of those just because they were able to stall the battle long enough for a typhoon to hit the Mongol army twice. Didn't. Both didn't, times. Wow. I actually didn't know that. And that's, yeah.
0: That's a tactical advantage on a high right. caliber. Yeah. So
1: interesting that they were able to like pull together all these like mechs and weird shit from the Mongols yeah. <laughs> after them getting... Literally kamikazied, which is <laughs> literally what divine happened. wind.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So to dig a little deeper, something I noticed because I'm like, all right, who's involved in this story? Why was it a thing? What I didn't get is there was this history aspect where they would mention something
1: like that, or they would mention, you know, the hanoji Temple where Oda was ended up dying. Sure, but then the daimyo wasn't a real person; it was just some random thing. Right? right, Like, why wouldn't they have made that one of Oda's enemies, which by the way, the Akichi Mitsuido, which was you know one of his previous like retainers, and did actually do the betrayal on him at the Hanaji temple, right, like so that guy was real, right the the dark general or whatever that fought Yasuke at the end, Sure, that was a real dude that I didn't know, yeah, he was the guy who actually did assassinate Oda, Holy shit, So my question is why? Can't they put anyone else in there that's like the the daimyo that's the bad guy? Di- yeah,
0: fuck the daimyo. But um, this is why. I, I think, it, and I'm going to go with layers in this one, because there there seem to be three forces at play with this show's conception. We have, first and foremost, and this speaks a little bit to kind of the themes of the show we saw, you have LaShawn Thomas, the guy that we talked about, the creator, writer, producer of this show, the guy living in Japan, but he's done things like Black Dynamite, the Boondocks. He even did, he had a big hand in Legend of Korra. While Legend of Korra kind of played a bit to this, the other two were a bit more ta- like utilizing the, the you know, core visual and story beats or everything of African-American culture with the medium of Japanese, uh, you know, Not At first it was cartoons because it was older stuff, but anime in its own right. The Legend of Korra kind of has these beats of, you know, cultural injustices and what happens when ideologies clash, and it seemed to be boiled down into a story like Yasuke, which uh, it also being a real thing, he kind of may have had this really smart idea of what if we take the story of this real historical African samurai and kind of Im- use it to tell these themes. And you can see it all throughout, right? He literally, you know, they said everywhere, like, a slave is always a slave, no matter the armor you wear, how honorable you are, It's pretty on the nose shit, yeah. And I get what they're trying to do. There's literally a scene where Yasuke breaks his own chains. Fine. that And that seems like, from this guy's history, the kinds of stories he wants to tell. And he happened to find a character in Japanese culture and history that exude that to a T. Brilliant combination. You have the main character, the voice actor, uh, Satfield, who, Stanfield, sorry, who was an executive producer on this as well. They seem to have a brainchild here. And I think I saw nuggets of what could have been a brilliant brainchild. And then Netflix exec stepped in. And they're like, this is all good. I like. I like this. This kind of plays to the the time, but this doesn't feel anime enough for us. What lands are powers? I mean, this sci-fi, is sci-fi. This is a complete Mecha. headcanon, By the way, this is. You. But this. But we've seen this shit before. Lately. I know. I, I just, know. I just
1: want to say we are not. We're not sure that that's exactly what happened.
0: This is a theory. Okay, this is the good. loose theory that I'm building up, and I want to talk about this because that's what it feels like. I just don't want to blame Netflix for all the bad things that happen in the world. I'm not blaming Netflix for all the bad things, but we just had an episode speaking about- Speaking of Corona, they did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did everything bad. Dogecoin, <laughs> they did that too. Yeah. Um, well, but <laughs> <laughs> No, so all I'm saying is, that he- here's my theory, is that they brought to them what could have been this really amazing- kind of historical drama piece told through the medium of anime from a guy who has historical runs of shows that did this exact thing. They have these big name guys like Stanfield who was in stuff like, um, I think he was in, you know, Atlanta. He was in get out. He was in some other animated stuff that is along the same lines. He was in straight out of Compton, but he played Snoop Dogg, I think in that or something like that. Um, In all of those cases, these two guys came together and made something I think would have been really, really interesting. And Netflix may have said, we need this to be a little more digestible to the anime, according to the algorithm, a little bit more digestible to the wider anime audience. And this is why it feels like the sci-fi mecha stuff and the supernatural was slapped on. See, I actually think it's from these two dudes. That's why
1: that existed. Interesting. Why, Why do you think so? These those those plot points felt much more like an American idea of what anime should be. Um, because you see it with like, you know, Jackie Chan's whatever adventure, right? Right. It'd be like, you know, the talisman powers and stuff like that. But then, you know, his group would have, you know, fighter jets like uh like X-Men. You'd have this like underground fortress thing. Fair. Right? Okay and it felt I think in general, the feel of the show was less Japanese and more American to me personally. I guess maybe maybe the discussion goes who made that decision. I mean, it Deadass felt like the you know the the bounty hunter group was basically like an X Men group or something. Isn't
0: that fucking it right, right? But didn't they also feel out of place a they little bit?
1: Did but I don't think that was Netflix as like hey throw in a random group of characters so, that can no, no. do other. I things. I think they did the
0: best with those decisions made by someone else. Like they said, I we- think they made them. I'm very okay, here's this. They made them creatively out of their own brain as a response to Netflix coming back initially saying, we need more of this Americanized palette of what anime should be. And then they're like, okay, how do we rework this a little bit to make it feel what it satisfies them but also tells our story? That's the way I see it. And I, can, I have a couple points to kind of, again, loose theory, headcanon, but I think the way I'd fix this is how do we strip all that bullshit out? How do you tell the same story? ship it was, out. I think it was
1: easy. Um well, first of all, I think the best scenes in the entire show were related to some of his like trauma from from Oda 100%. And some yeah. of the like uh kind of flashbacks he had and stuff like that. There was this one where I I don't I really don't know what the hell was going on at the time. It was like this weird fever dream he was having and he chops off Oda's head and then this like tree like comes out of it. Oh the it's cherry like blossoms. This, right, That's it, when he's
0: getting interrogated by the church guy and he's being shocked like crazy. Right, but I'm just saying these like
1: there was an opportunity to make this kind of like a, a masterpiece in its own right. Like just like like what I think they wanted to do was a Batman uh, ninja situation. Ninja Batman. I can buy that because yeah. that was like very sci-fi. That was like nuts. That was more like this honestly than than I would have hoped. And, and what, um, what's funny? But yeah. and remember that one scene that was just gorgeously painted, right? Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, like, and there was aspects of that, and randomly it'd be like this art style shift, and I'm like, interesting, right? And, right. And anytime that happened, I was like, this could be a really good show. And then they'd have Haruto fly in like
0: a little doo-doo. Don't I uh, yeah. Or it's... Saki whipping everyone's fucking ass. Now, what are your what are your thoughts on Saki as a character?
1: Um I mean, once again, feels very American. She's like, she's like the Luke Skywalker of the
0: show. Oh yeah, she she literally is the one everyone wants on their side to basically either oh, exploit strong yeah. with the force you are exploit or to you know bring in benignly. But she's one of my main cases for this weird headcanonny thing I have for this. Here's how I see it: instead of having her being treasured by both sides as this superpower force. She was sent away to be guided and protected under a special caregiver somewhere in a tiny village because she, after these massive wars happen, is a true heir to a family that maybe has actual right politically to ruling Japan. And the Dynamo wants her dead because she is her only threat from a political standpoint. Because no one knew she existed. Now if now play that whole thing all the way through. You don't necessarily have her being the duos ex machina. You have Yasuke being that. Because he's that variable that no one, both past and now, saw that coming. And to me, that would be a lot more engaging and of the time. You wouldn't need to have these mechs. The mechs don't even... Mechs don't have a play in any of my webbing scenarios. They don't belong anywhere in there. But, I don't know. Make her a political source of power, not a supernatural one. You have something a lot more human and engaging there, so... I think it definitely would have been a better solution to the problem that they've you know,
1: presented, which is like, it felt like they were saying, let's make X-Men anime, but set in, in anime uh, or in, you know, the Sengoku period or, sure. or, you know, the unifying period. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? What the fuck is this? Right. But I, I don't know. Of course I can't really comment on whether Netflix made them do it or they made them do it, but, some of those shows you had mentioned, like, sounds very LaShawn Thomas to me, I'll be honest. Well, let's, okay,
0: you brought up Drifters. Let's take that as a comparison. because yeah. it's, it's, inter- it's an interesting one, because I think the creators of that show did a really clever interweaving of historical figures in our world, but also kind of with that semi isekai angle, you've brought them together for these very engaging interactions on the battlefield. You used history as a plot device. It seemed as though history was the main plate, main sides and all. And then Netflix was like, nah, we want some of this crazy sherbet ice cream on that bitch too. And sure. then they had to go back and be like, okay, we're clever enough boys. We've been in this industry for a while. How do we make something that at least is cohe- coherent? I felt like it was coherent. I don't think it was too disjunct. A couple ass pulls here and there, but at least the show had one, two, three act arc. That's cool. Um, it even had like end of episode three. Even had a nice season midway season twist, like you just saw the Diamo for the first time after their big win. Good pacing. Well, all things all things considered, but they already had a story I think in their head, and they're like, "How do we slap supernatural onto this?" Because how I just think this would be way better if it was a real person. It if would. They were yeah. fighting. You yeah. know.
1: Um, yeah. It would of, be, of course the issue being like in real life there's nobody beat like after Oda yeah. dies one of his guys rises up Hideyoshi and just becomes the guy yeah right Toyotomi he becomes the guy but it could have been interesting to say like okay let's have Oda die and then aikichi go start running a, a as a dime daimyo right like Ooh. let's just say he that's becomes because I mean that's sort of what happened yeah just twist a little um, bit
0: for narrative sake but you got you have all the right, beats, right? and
1: yeah. then you know Toyotomi maybe he meets up with him and he joins his army and then let's just say Saki is the rightful heir. The problem, I mean, that's the issue, right? They sure. start they start adding in Saki for no one, no reason really. What they should have done is had Oda's kid be the one that's kind of around. No- Nobatuna.
0: ah, oh, yeah, or
1: whatever his name was, yeah, Tonga, who who fucking knows? Yeah, yeah, I think um, Nobatonga or something like that. Uh, T- Toda, I don't know, whatever, but. <laughs> Uh, he should have just had Ryosuke become his protector. Maybe extend the the time period, like little be a little wishy washy. Oh yeah, right? be like oh, 20 years, which of Sh- course sure. wasn't real. because right. Toyotomi came over like quick, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I th- I think they could have played with like more realistic things and just made it a little bit more like the tension would have felt real because. You know, a lot of people don't know the story, like what actually happened at that time period. And so you can play with it a little bit more.
0: So so here's here's where I think my two main branching of how do we fix this go. One's the easy answer. Why did you even have to have a story after the story, right? No one even knew the story of Yasuke. Why didn't you just take all six episodes to stretch out the time when he met Oda to the time when it all went to shit, Right. And he kind of just, and season two could be that this is him 20 years later, his son has come to power, he now is called back because his son's a piece of shit, that's where you can play with it a bit, like, oh, he's an awful ruler, We, you knew his dad, you knew what he would have wanted for the country, can we get you to come back, and he leads a, 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 a kind of a, a siege against him. Not a bad way to split this up into two seasons. The other way is exactly what you said, you're going to keep the flashback past-present thing what you just said, I think, would be a really good way to play this, right? he becomes the protector of his son. Maybe he sees firsthand his son getting a little kinda Or maybe just have like a like a
1: I I'll comment on this in a little bit. It was another aspect that I was not a fan of because it was just like completely out of left field for no reason. But sure. what if they just had him have like a like a son from another like a what do you call prostitutes? Sure, yeah, like a geisha or something. Yeah, right. Like a what a
0: bastard. <laughs> yeah, essentially. What's the th-
1: what's the other word for that?
0: Oh, um, a strange son, something like no, that. No, uh, illegitimate. There you go. Okay, thank illegitimate, you. Yeah,
1: illegitimate, like heir, right?
0: Exactly. And then Nobutuna
1: the only- wants to kill him, and you have Yasuke as the protector. And like this is a strange
0: son who or a catchy see- ke- or a catchy or whatever. Right, his strange son kick out Saki. Drop the estranged son in, and you have yourself a kid that maybe has been raised with good morals, but can't really doesn't know anything about a battlefield. He comes in contact with kind of this seasoned and beaten down, like mentally Yasuke. He sees the situation, learns his identity, trains him up. You have an engaging story. You played with history. You kept the major major beats. You knocked out all the supernatural stuff. I, that right there. Probably could have kept this close as you can get to all the character slots in this show. And well, you can have, I think it, that's like a pretty
1: standard story, right? You've got the heir, let's say Nobatuna or whatever the I'm just gonna call him Nobatuna. No, no, I like Nobatuna actually a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's say Akechi kills him, but yeah. then he finds out 10 years later that there is another heir that is the actual rightful heir, right? Right. And so now he's looking for him. And then that's really the story. It's super reasonable. Yeah, you, you can follow that, no problem. You have the same kind of societal of themes. Course, it isn't a girl that's the main character, so maybe that doesn't check their boxes. It doesn't check the box. I don't know. Uh, which I really feel like this was a, like a. SJW, check all the boxes you can kind of scenario. Bro, I was
0: just thinking that because earlier. Because they did make Oda gay
1: for some unknown reason.
0: Yeah, when, what what scene was that where they kind of showed that off a little yeah, bit? Yeah,
1: it was after uh, Afro or not Afro Samurai, after <laughs> Yasuke. Yeah. I, I was just reading something was Afro Samurai based off Yasuke and that's the reason that I not said that. Not a bad that. look, that'd be kind of cool. It'd be but, interesting. Yeah, I, right. I don't think so. No, it's not. <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> It was right after Yasuke kicked the shit out of the the generals at the Ijima or whatever, and then oh, Ej- they, they, the Ej- they, Empire. they 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 give him like praise at the banquet, right? And then that guy like grabs his his boyfriend's hand. And he's like, "Come with me." Was that not his son? No, that was his uh his
0: attendant. Oh, I thought that I thought that I did was it for a while, and then I realized it was not his son. Okay, because I thought that when that when the when the latter dark general whatever his name was. What what is that M name? Mita Mitsuhida. Mitsuhida. He looked at him grabbing his hand, but also saying to Yasuke, come my son. He saw the comparison of he treats you better than his own actual son, and he's had a comment saying, My son doesn't understand what you do, Yasuke. That, you know, power begets power, and he doesn't understand that. So I thought it was the son. No, I think it was like his cute attendant. Then box check, baby. Yeah. Like, yeah. I in any in any case you are right and they check more boxes but who would be the ones checking the boxes LaShawn Le- uh, Thomas doesn't seem like his guy, the guy given his pass works to I check wouldn't boxes that. I would totally Right so that's
1: that's <laughs> what made me start thinking like no, no no I'm saying he could totally be it or LaKeith could easily be it Sure I maybe I, I don't know it just remember there you know one of them's in actually Hollywood right now
0: Right, that's so. That's you have fair. to play your part. That is fair. And I, then the I, other I guy
1: it. is, you know, came from Brooklyn. Like, let's yeah. just not let's not sugarcoat this shit,
0: right? Exactly. And you can see, and I think it's important because I think they had a lot of. I thought at first it was a bit ham fisted that actually would have been of the time that prejudice would have been that extreme at the time so it I, probably
1: still is let's right. not let's, let's uh, not attribute a lot of things to japan that well, no,
0: no. uh, they i saying like not super open even to just like other right. foreigners right but again this being a show when you go on netflix and it says original uh, english parentheses original dialogue original audio that, to me, is a very telling, it's very telling to me who this was built originally for, because yeah, yeah, it's, it was built for a Western audience. So That's a very good point. That already hit, like, if this wasn't in sub, because I tried it in sub, and I'm like, this is, I've been doing this for a couple of years, and I know this doesn't sink, and I, it didn't hit me until I looked, I was like, oh, fuck me, this is meant to be in an English dubbing. So, okay, I'm going to watch it in that, and thank God I did, because the voice acting was quite quite stellar in this but again they got me thinking who is this built for and when you brought up does it anime i think this would have made a great one because it really does tote the line
1: yeah i mean i'd say it it would be very difficult to not call this anime exactly i'm sure somebody's going to in our discord or something but my 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 rebuttal to you is this is mappa This guy is is in Japan, like literally working with these guys at MAPPA. Like, it's really hard to say this was not an anime.
0: No, yeah, they they, it's it's kind of the opposite situation of um, Batman Ninja a little bit, right? Because Batman Ninja was done by was it done by a Western animation studio, but it had a bunch of Japanese writers and directors. Yeah, exactly. This is a bit opposite, but what we have here is a guy with a Western background living a lot closer in japan yeah and has a lot of accolades in this space be them unorthodox at the time it doesn't fit into the neat box of anime of the time but he knows what he's doing and he got a studio as big as mappa who again slappers for days and i imagine this wasn't their biggest project in the world but still we got
1: they put some care that's what i was i was thinking you know at first i was not really a fan of the art style really were you not but i think it's really just because of like the weird mech shit yeah. Like, yeah. I really think that tainted this show a lot for me. Yeah. um, Because I think there was a very good kernel here of something that would be so enjoyable to find out. Right. Like imagine if they had just showed us the real story of Yasuke and, that's and what, then maybe right. embellish an ending because we don't, I think he probably died in that, that
0: combat at Hanoji temple. I think so too, because that's when he, because remember he said the real thing that happened, we lost. Like, when he's talking to the doctor, we lost. That actually happened. They did lose that battle. So I think what you said is right. He probably did die there, because that's where his history falls off. Right. So what you do, I think, for this show, which, shocking they didn't do it, because they could have given themselves double the meat. Get yourself that double meat extra charge. Nah, you get it free. Like, you use the first season to tell maybe a emotionally character embellished story, but hit every historical beat we know about the guy. And then the second season, be that 20, you know, he never actually died, but he's that guy, the boat, the boatsman in the village. And then we have that second bit. Them taking six episodes to chop up two stories felt like, maybe, I don't know, like, I do applaud them for making that decision and the pacing felt pretty consistent, but man, they had... They had a really good story that actually happened, and a really good story they could have saved for another season. Right. I don't know. What, I don't. I don't know. It's just. So I'm reading like
1: what might have actually happened to him. Okay. They're they're saying there's two really options. One doesn't really have an ending. One says, basically, potentially after this happened, he was exiled, and then kind of went back to his Jesuit mission with uh, what's his face, a- Alessandro. A- yeah.
0: That would actually track.
1: That would track. Um, And then the other one, this is like from a dramatized book or something. It says, uh, after Nobunaga... Nobunaga kills himself. Mm -hmm. Yasuke is taken to a temple where he dreams of his parents in Africa and weeps (laughs) like shit.
0: Shit. I mean, um, apparently
1: this was supposed to be a feature film from Lionsgate at some point. Was this the
0: one played by Chadwick? Yeah, I read about that. That's sad too. I think they actually would have done, been able to do the due diligence of, I don't know, because there's enough, there's more than a nugget. You have a full meal of a really good story of this. And it, it, it's a story that, again, if we're not going to sugarcoat it, fits very, very well in a twenty twenty one landscape of storytelling and kind of the themes of society we want to be telling right now for a lot of directors and writers. so to me, for someone with that agenda with that message to tell and the chops to do it, but then adding all of this fluff that felt second thought something it's something some other force at play set that with the power said. We like what mostly what you have, but you got to add X and they had to find a way to do it. And I think they, again, imagine an 11th hour being told that. And they're I like, don't know." this sounds, I, I just don't feel
1: like that's what happened. This felt like since it was in scene one, this felt like they said from the start, well, they, they got to set, they're smart enough to set it up, right? They have to set it up. I'm just saying this felt like something that was like, let's make this a little bit more interesting. That's what it felt like from like a, a creative, you know, director aspect. Yeah, especially because when you really think about it, the bounty hunter characters were like very intertwined in the story. That's not something you just add in. So those guys were in the story from the
0: beginning. They could have had a bounty hunting team of skilled individuals to go find this girl, but then the supernatural on top of them, the characters themselves. Yeah, but you you can't tell Mappa, "Hey,
1: by the way, instead of like swords and shurikens, these guys have insane powers and they're going to be flying around the battlefield and blasting shit." Mm. I just don't think that they, that's something that you can throw in at the 11th hour and, and they would have been okay with.
0: Well, I think that 11th hour of finalizing the actual story before they get to work, right? I think it's, they wrote it, they pitched it, they I had I just, I am I don't not, know, I don't know. I'm not out for this Netflix is the ultimate evil, you know, okay. that a lot of people seem to be. No, and that, this is my, and this is, I'm not trying to make it an agenda of mine, but. I think it's LaShawn Thomas, dude. Okay. And what I'm seeing, though, with Netflix is we just did an episode on High Rise Invasion. Yeah. Which we kind of slapped up and down a little bit for feeling like they were trying to pander to what anime fans would want. And that was a little bit more homegrown than this. this, uh, And I think that's the comparison. We have a guy who's been in the space a long time. We have a studio that's been in the space a long time. What's the outlining factor, and what outline factor has proved themselves to want to be a little bit pandery to our community? They're making game anime, they're making high rise invasion stuff. I don't know, and it's a company that historically likes to throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what sticks. But they want to make sure it's as broad and then it, so that it appeals to as most people because not just anime fans watch that platform. So they have all of the marks that. From a marketing standpoint, I would want LaShawn Thomas to do that, if I'm Netflix. Make it a little more, because Supernatural fans aren't going to give a shit about a historical drama. What I could say is, I could see Netflix not being opposed to something
1: like this coming out, if if they were presented with it. Right. What I I don't know, and you don't know either, so it's like, Mm. this is almost not even really a conversation, but... Talking about like what actually happened behind the doors, and did Netflix say, eh, spice it up a bit? I think it's a bit of a
0: fun conversation. It's a fun conversation, but like, I'm, at, not, making at a certain any point, I'm not really sure what we, neither, we're getting neither at am here. I. I'm just following the breadcrumbs, baby. I'm just looking at the, yeah, I'm Sherlock yeah. Holmes in this shit. That's my conclusion, and it could be dead ass wrong. This could have been LaShawn Thomas's, like, this is what I wanted top to bottom, and Netflix is like frothing at the mouth for, like, yes, this has everything. We need this now. Yeah. You're right, maybe I'm mixing up causation like and a correlation basically. I'm like maybe one came after the other. He wrote something that was more off his beaten path, but it fit for Netflix like crazy. Or yeah, yeah. he had that historical drama and Netflix was like mm. So it could be either way. I could see both sides. Um I don't know. It it just seems weird, man. Like it's such a, it's the the sci-fi felt like a or the supernatural felt like such an afterthought. And everything, all the pieces for something else great were there, but it was dragged down by this kind of supernatural mecha last last minute ad. I don't know. Because did you find any part of that enjoyable? Was there any kind of the power system you found enjoyable or mecha no. stuff? Exactly, right? But I mean, like, if it's me, Saki
1: wouldn't be in there. The Daimyo would be a normal person. Right. Like, the army shit was just wild. Like... I don't like, like I said, the the Omnio made shit was fine. You could have, you could have, uh, I forget the guy's name, the doctor versus those like three little assholes in the hat. Oh, yeah. Like weird dance thing. Yeah, right. That's fine, whatever. But, you know. I yeah. mean they literally had a JoJo character, the the other African guy was oh, they did. straight he up uh, Avdol.
0: Avdol, yeah. It was he just had green, him. he had green fire instead of red yeah, fire. It's yeah. like, okay. Um and what's funny too <laughs> is, is that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, say you say you tear out all the supernatural stuff. You still had a fairly funny ragtag team of say them call their highly skilled assassins, right? Yeah. And you know, they you have like the the hardened chick, the guy who's kind of magish. You had like the true assassin chick, and like the funny man that did just happened to make a robot. But he could have actually been like a normal dude, and because you notice how all of his jokes are robot related, yeah, every single one of them. I'm like, what? Why? What? He could have not been in the original crew. He's just like, here's a robot. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, I will say the one thing that
1: had me mad confused, uh. So remember the fight, the first fight with Yasuke, Saki, the girl's mom, and the bounty hunters. Yeah, on the lake, right? And then Saki like goes supernova. Everyone survives except for her mom. Like I, did, I did not <laughs> understand that at all. I'm Like why? Well, didn't her mom get blasted prior
0: to that, and her arm was like basically off? She didn't have an arm, but that doesn't mean you just die instantly when everyone else doesn't. Well, we don't know if there's not a season two yet. Well, well, I kind of hope, hope there, that, there it, isn't. It, it ended. Kind of. Pretty I hope there isn't because right? it was like
1: fine, like it was reasonable. I think there's going to be people that really enjoy it. I think there's going to be people that this might get them into anime, whatever. Okay, so you felt maybe this had some gateway elements to it. Well, I think this is going to be a this is a pure representation play because if they had showed us the actual history, I think that would have been like a overall good play. Yeah, right. But this seemed to be not that.
0: Right. This is more of a. If, There's and, a female hero
1: and an African hero. That's yeah, what right. I think
0: is, is going they're going after, which is fine. It is fine. And I think the, what you said is right. The spectrum here for on screen appealing stuff is so broad. You like the superpower aspect. You may even... Anyone who's watching it a little bit attentively like, I don't like it. Oh, wait. That bit right there. Uh, yeah. I want more like that. Or the mech stuff. Oh, wait. I like that bit but, right but there. But I
1: mean, what's great about it is it's only six episodes. So no matter what, it's really not that big of a time investment. Right. Or like, it's not that much of an
0: ask to say, hey, watch our show. And maybe, and that was the only, because I'm I'm trying to be devil's advocate to myself, because I'm not going to come in here ranting like a lunatic about Netflix is the devil without a little bit of my own, you know, shut up, Ricky, what are you talking about? There has to be something like this. And I think this could be a LaShawn Thomas love letter to all that is anime after he kind of watched it grow so big. He used to do a lot of niche stuff, right? And now he's like, there's so much that there's out there that people gotta find something they like, right? Let's bootstrap it onto a really cool historical figure and use the story how we want to. And six eps, no time investment. If you didn't like it after six episodes, cool, maybe two and a half hours and not a big waste of your time. Go yeah. binge some some other Netflix stuff. Yeah, so- I just I just feel
1: like imagine if we had just seen that year of becoming a, a samurai like in depth.
0: Yeah. Instead. Would you would you and I as more seasoned in the space, would you have enjoyed that more? Of course. Yeah. I think
1: that's a better human story too. I think that, again, I think that
0: speaks to, you know. You, wh- could,
1: you could get all the hardship stuff in there. You can get all the prejudice yeah. that you want in there. And right. I think it's a really compelling story. You have a season two of, okay, now he's a samurai. What do you do? Right. Exactly. So, but, I mean. But I mean,
0: I'll say for what it was, if I had to give it a rank. We got to do it to him. 65. I was going to say 62 because I thought about flat 60. Yeah. But, you know, maybe. And if if you're more seasoned and you're a map of Stan, you'll have a pretty good time. This kind of shows the, off their ability to really pivot from a visual aestheticness while still keeping it fluid, like something you would see out of a map a show. It's not their top tier. Yeah. But to be real. They gave it some real love.
1: And and Yasuke looked really good. It, like, throughout the entire thing, uh, he oh, yeah. looked great. I think Saki had a few moments where she was just like, eh. she looked like Doro a few times,
0: where he's just like a little little ball. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, you, and if you're like, kind of into like choreographed swords play, you're going to find some good stuff here. And again, all this, kind of the overarching thing, it's six saps, y'all. Like, you know, I know people listening right now have watched 12, 24, 3, 4, 5 season long form shonen. This is a blip on the radar. So if it wasn't your thing, it'll be over before you know it. But there is some stuff to love here. And it's not as bad as High Rise Invasion as we both saw. This is in the 60s. It's planted in the 60s. It's pretty solid. There's a lot to hate when you kind of, not hate, but there's a lot to dissect when you kind of peel off the cover. But popcorn anime to the nines. And I don't say this often. I recommend the dub. Gotta recommend the dub. Really, really, it's made for it. It's animated for it. Good voice cast. So,
1: Yeah, I think this is definitely something that maybe someone who's not into anime... You could like here. I think could potentially like this more than somebody who's a seasoned vet like us. Yeah. Or, you know, I think a lot of what's tinted my opinion of it is the fact that I've gotten so deep into the history of this time period right now,
0: it's like none of this was even close right and if they were to make something now that you're deep into it now that you know kind of the beats you probably wouldn't wanted to see a show right, that did right. that right um well because i mean they have a wild history let's just say they do especially
1: oda just being a crackhead but i'd
0: like to see a history of oda just from but like, honestly like drifters was great again yeah like great history wasn't the focus it was played to good effect it was a good element but it wasn't at the center stage like this one center stage with a lot of other kind of sauce thrown on they had they had the ratio off I think there was a ratio of all these things that could have worked but the mechs didn't work <laughs> and they just look so dumb they CGI and that's why I thought too like what is the one biggest time saving thing for any studio CGI? hand animating any of that's gonna be yeah but all like the all that they need to do was
1: make this massive army be cgi because it's just a big group of people that's sure. perfect
0: for cgi what they could have done too, some of the backgrounds what they could have done too is made the mecca much more rudimentary i think that would have been interesting as well keep the magic shit there's a lot of magical lore in, in I japanese mean, I think mythology this,
1: this does play very very like parallel to that Batman Ninja you had You're Joker right. with this big mech thing coming out of nowhere but but I'm, I'm trying to figure out why that felt so much better and I think it's because not only was it a more artistic show yeah right but like it was clearly meant to be just like a, like kind of like an off the wall thing. You have time travel, you have like weird shit going on, but this is,
0: they're setting it up as this is 1570. That is a fantastic point because you're right. The order of these things were off. All the crazy shit in Batman happened off the rip. And then it kind of came this love letter from there on out. This started as a love letter to one of Japan's most kind of eclectic heroes almost of the, of that era and then it went off the rails thereafter. You're like, wait, I thought it was here for yeah, the yeah. history of this man, right? Um, but no, yeah, that, that might actually be one of the sticking points. For, I didn't even think about it. But yeah, if they had just switched it... because I, I bit, think we rated Batman Ninja much higher than a 65. I think I landed somewhere near the 80s, if not like there. That's what I'm yeah, thinking right? too. And I think that's what it was. And I think it's because the people at the helm were... You know what? I don't want to say that. LeSean Thomas, his works are incredible in their own right so i'm not going to knock him and nor nor was this a knock against him at all if anything i think no matter how this played out he pivoted what he had very well and he made something that at least was enjoyable to watch more so than uh other animes on the platform so um <laughs> i don't know so uh thank you for coming yeah. to class. Okay. I was, I didn't, I usually look at the timeline to rip that one off. I didn't look yet. So
1: yeah, 57. Minutes. Oh, that's
0: a perfect landing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank y'all for coming. Uh, this is one of those ones. We're going to be on like a Netflix kick now. Cause we're starting to watch some really interesting stuff, both good and bad yeah. on, on the platform. And uh, at least Netflix is definitely put their money where their mouth is. And they're really going full hog on getting an anime, which I, at the end of the day, I gotta kinda like so. I mean, you gotta respect it. You might not like the Netflix jail. You might not like some of the things
1: they do, but I think I still firmly believe having a big player in the space like this is going to help the anime community as a here, whole. Here, here.
0: More eyes equals more fans equals more hype equals more shows. More money means more people doing it. Mm. And the money's the name of the game, baby. Mean money's You solo king.
1: leveling will get an anime.
0: Yo. <laughs> that is the dream. That is the hope. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you. And if you want to watch it to your ears and your eyes, hello, YouTube. I'm going to just be on a video crusade this week. I have lost all sense of self-identity uh, and worth. And I'm just getting All I am <laughs> oh is work God. now. All I am is work. So um, I
1: think that's a bit of an <laughs> over-exaggeration. <laughs> we'll
0: see me in a couple weeks and yeah. see I come in, come in rags and just... Hi, I'm your professor, Ricky. <laughs> I am nothing but a brain and fingers for a keyboard. Uh, but if you want to listen with your your ears, um, Apple Spotify, all the links are in the description for all our socials. And if you want to give us some monetary love, only if you can, patreon.com slash $1 up, gets you into our Discord, and $3 and up, gets you the syllabus sidebar, our lo-fi, high vibes. sometimes anime, sometimes not, sometimes visual side content and podcasts where we just riff about life shit and sometimes... Fun internet games, yeah. Mm, we're, we're trying just to chillin'. We're guys. just chilling in that. It's basically our new R and D department. Yeah. We research shit, so you can come see us experiment with that kind of stuff. Oh boy, man! I think I phoned it in pretty good this one. Nah, come on, it was great. <laughs> I'm being a shitty, shitty guy. But until I come back in to phone it in in the best way next week, I'm Ricky <laughs> and i meet Ethan, and this is the Weebology Deuces. Deuces. <laughs> Dude, uh, okay, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I say three. I am Haruto self-destructing.